All right, so just to catch everyone up on where we have been, where we're going, what we've, what we've been talking about, um, the last couple, is this really loud? It feels really loud from, to me, anyways. But, um, so we've been talking, we've, what we've been doing is a little bit different than, um, than usual. Um, the last two weeks and then this morning, we've been really talking about the vision for CRC, where we see this church going, what we hope to see God do here. And we're excited to see um, in the, in just in the days going forward. And so that's what we've been trying to, to present before everyone. So it looks a little bit different than it has um, over the past five years um, in the life of CRC. Um, but I'm just going to run through real quick the different things that we've talked about just to kind of catch everyone up to speed. So when I allude to things over the next couple of weeks, um, we're all on the same page. So the very first week we talked um, about our vision is to grow and that we would grow through being disciple makers and that we would grow through being ambassadors. And we talked a little bit more about what that actually looks like. Then last week we talked, we said that we as a church want to mature and we want to mature through an established biblical foundation, that we want to mature through an established discipleship plan and an established community focus. We talked about more of that last week. And this morning we're going to talk about reach, that we want to reach. Um, and I'm not going to read those because we're going to talk about those here in a little bit. But as we've been talking about, we've been, we've been talking big picture things, um, not what it looks like, actually legs on the ground. What are the details? What, practically speaking, what does it look like? What are the specific things that we are going to do? And we're going to talk about that more tonight. So um, just in case you didn't know, tonight at 5 o'clock, we are going to have a family meeting where we just kind of come around and talk about what are the practical ways that we can do, um, what are the practical ways that we can start to make disciples? What are the practical ways that we can uh, press on towards maturity? What are the specific ways that we want to reach through these connections, through sending, supporting, serving? We're going to really talk practically tonight. So I really, really, really encourage you to come back tonight, to be a part of this conversation, um, to really put legs to this. So... Reach. Reach. Last week, a lot of what we talked about was inwardly focused. Um, when we were talking about maturing, we were not talking about people outside of here maturing. We were talking about this body of Christ, this local church maturing and be becoming more like Christ. This week, however, we're going to flip it a little bit. So we're still talking about us, but we're, all, but we're talking about us outside of these walls, us reaching out. And this is really important because the church was never meant to be within four walls. The church was never meant to be just about this little building. But the church was meant to reach the nations, was, was meant to impact the nations for Christ. I've mentioned a lot over the last couple of weeks that it's, it's our mission to, to make disciples, to share the gospel, to, to make disciples. And that's not primarily done I don't think by people that walk into these four walls. Or actually, we have a weird shaped building, so there's more than four walls. But like, I don't think that's, the, that's primarily how it's done. Yes, every single person that comes in, we want them to hear the gospel. We want them to know Jesus. Absolutely. But it's not confined just to that. We want to be reaching outside of these four walls. So as we talk about this, I want us to really be focusing on going forward. 
I don't want us to be thinking a whole lot about what we haven't done in the past, but what we want to do in the future. And how we want to move forward expectantly, excited for God to do really big things as a part of us. Because as we grow, as we mature, and as we reach, we want our impact to be felt not just here in this building, not just in the Carver communities or on Wilson and Lamont, not just in the downtown, not just in the Tri-Cities. We want our impact to be global. We want our impact as we take the gospel, our gospel impact to be across this globe. And I know it's strange, I think, to be in that mindset because we've been like, that, remember I said we weren't going to call ourselves this, but we're, not, we're no longer calling ourselves a small church plant. But when we're in that mindset, it's like, how are we going to impact the nations? We're just this little bitty... No, we want to move forward expecting that our church, that God is going to do big things, and we want to reach out and not just have that confined here. So just like the last couple of weeks, um, we have a couple different ways, and they were up there, um, establishing connections, sending and supporting and serving and being known. And I just want to give you a brief run-through about what we're talking about with these things. What do we mean, being known? What do we mean that we want to send, support, serve? What do we mean that we want to establish connections? And then we're going to really, hopefully, get into the nitty-gritty of this tonight. But I want to show you just a couple of things. So first, we want to reach by establishing connections. What do I mean by this? We want to be building relationships with the community around us. We want to be actively involved in the community with other religious organizations and with other non-religious organizations. Like, for example, let me give you just a couple of these. We're a part of the Holston Baptist Association. We're a part of the Tennessee Baptist Association. We're a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Like, these are things that we are a part of that we don't have like deep partnerships with, that we would like to have. I mean, there are things that we would love to be a part of, especially the, the HBA, the Holston Baptist Association, the group of local churches in this region that we would love to have a deeper relationship with. I mean, they, we have invitations to go to various, like, pastors' lunches and stuff like that, and we all work full-time. So there's some things that, practically speaking, we have not been able to do that we would love to do. But there's also a lot of other things there's a lot of other ways that we can be involved with these organizations that we want to establish as we can partner together with them. But also with other local churches. I mean, there's many local churches in this area that we, it's often seen that we're competitors when we're not. We're gospel partners. And we want to partner with other churches. A lot of these churches don't know who we are. But we want to partner with other area churches. Maybe it's Maybe it's hosting an event together. Maybe it's partnering with a church down the street to do that. Maybe it's partnering with a church in Asheville, and we go and serve with them sometimes. They come and serve with us. Maybe it's partnering with a church across the world. But we want to establish these connections because we're all in this together. That, that call to make disciples, to be all in, like that's not, it's absolutely us, but it's not just us. But again, it's not just also what we want this. It's not just to establish connections with other religious organizations. It's community organizations as well. Maybe it's with a business downtown. Maybe it's with a homeless shelter that, that knows, hey, this church serves lunch on Sundays, and we want to build a relationship with them to, so they can um, send people, because they know that we're a resource in, in that way. 
There's all sorts of ideas and there's all sorts of ways that we can do this. But we want to establish connections like this as a part of our work in making disciples, as a part of our work in sharing the gospel through some of these types of connections. We also want to reach by sending, supporting, and serving. I told Brenda this on the way here. It's really hard to talk about all these things in just a couple minutes. Because each one of these could and probably will be in the future to be a full Sunday of like, how are we sending? How are we supporting? How are we serving? These, so it's really hard, so bear with me. Sending. We want to send. And let me, I want to show you a couple examples from Scripture. Because all through, it's been a couple weeks since I've knocked a pick off. So, um, anyways. All through Scripture, we see people being sent out. Sent out. God sends them out to accomplish His purposes. All through Scripture. Let me, let me point out a few. Genesis 12.1. Genesis 12.1. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. Right away, God sends out Abram to a new land. He says, I'm, gonna, I'm sending you there. You're going to go. I'm going to make you great. I'm going to bless you. But I'm, I'm sending you there to be a blessing to other people as well. He sends them out. Fast forward to Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 6. Starting in verse 8. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, this is Isaiah speaking, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I, send me. And he said, go and say to the people. Again, an individual being sent out. God is sending him out to fulfill his purpose, to go and and speak of the purpose of God. Fast forward to the New Testament. Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. Verse 1 and 2. This is Jesus. He says, And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. Jesus sends out the disciples on mission to share the gospel. Luke 10, 1-3. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. It's not just the 12 anymore. Now it's 72 that Jesus is sending out on his behalf, sending out to proclaim the gospel. One more. Acts 13. 
Acts 13. Sorry, in verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. This is the first real picture you get of, of a local church sending out missionaries. Uh, sending out um, for a very specific purpose. And we see all through Acts, you see this purpose was to, to share the gospel amongst the Gentiles. But we see missionaries being sent out. There's all sorts of different examples we could use. I just tried to pull out a handful. All over. But the, when we say we want to send people out, we want to be a sending church, these are the things we're talking about. Like, we want to be sending out missionaries from our church. Like, we want to be sending out short-term missionaries, long-term missionaries, missionaries to, to Asheville, missionaries to Asia. I mean, we want to be a sending church. That's what we see in Scripture. And again, I think we've got blinded. I've got gotten caught up worrying about trying to survive, being that church plant that we're not going to talk about anymore. But we want, we're an established church. We want to be sending out teams. We want to be sending out people to share the gospel. Listen, like, this happens as we grow. This happens as we mature. This happens as we focus on reaching. All this goes hand in hand. You can't take out one. And we've prayed before. I mean, as I was looking back through um, some things that Rose went back and, and found all the different prayer requests and things that we've prayed over the last couple of years, that like one of the one of the common ones is we're sending. We pray that God would send workers into the harvest field. Absolutely, we want God to send more and more workers into this harvest field around us. But we also want to be the ones sending out workers into the harvest field, praying that God would just light a fire in our own hearts to do that, to be those that are are the ones going. And we want to grow, we want to mature, we want to reach, and we want to send. We also want to support. Support other workers in the harvest field. Support those that are out working on behalf of the mission of, of Jesus. Listen, this might mean long-term financial support. This might mean prayer support. This might mean long-term missionaries. This might mean local nonprofits. This can mean all sorts of different, different things. This can mean sending teams to work with missionaries abroad. Sending teams in the future to work with the Gibsons in Japan. I mean, the ways that we can support these people. We want to support others that are doing the work. Listen, we were just recently in 3 John. I want to read you the big book from the big book of 3 John, verses 7 and 8. John says, For they have gone out for the sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. Therefore, we ought to support people like this, that we may be fellow workers of the truth. That we may be fellow workers of the truth. We're in this together. We have the same mission. We're all, again, we're not competing against anyone else. We're all on the same team reaching the nations, reaching the neighborhoods, reaching people for Christ. Again, this not, doesn't just mean abroad. This means 
It might mean an organization down the street. It might mean a church plant that's going out to California. This can mean all sorts of different things. We want to be actively supporting. It doesn't mean that we're going to be able to do every single opportunity that comes our way, but we also want to be partnering in these ways. With those connections that we're building, maybe it's also supporting them. All sorts of different ways. But again, it's an expand, it's a, it's a reach out from our base here. Whether we, are three, whether we are 30, whether we are 300, the ways that we support are going to have a bigger reach than we have immediately. The way that we support reaches out. I debated on going here or not, especially because there's newer people in here, and I don't want to scare anybody. But for us to do this well, for us to send and support, we've got to be a generous church. Like, this is going to be all of us all in with our time, our energy, our finances, our resources, all of it. We've got to be a generous church. And that means a church that is filled with generous individuals. Growing, maturing, sending, supporting. We live in a world that runs off of money. And I I don't want to, this is not a, come give your money to us. That's not at all what I'm saying. But as we do this, I'm going to say this a couple more times today. We need to be, got to be all in on this. All in. And that means all that we have. I'll move on, but had to say it. We also want to reach through our serving. There's so much that could be said here, and one that I hope that we'll really dig into deeper tonight. But look with me real quick at Matthew chapter 20, verse 25 through 28. Matthew 20, 25 through 28. So in this, a little bit of context, a little bit of context before it goes up. Um, the, the mother of James and John has just come up to Jesus and said, hey, can my sons be the most important ones in your kingdom? I want my sons to be right hand, left hand. I want them to be the two most important. And Jesus, here is his response to them, to her. He says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave, even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus, the very Son of God, came not to be a king, not to be a king in the here and now on this earth, not to, not to be a, this, this big ruler, but he came as a servant. He came to serve. His serving led to his death. He came as a servant. So let me remind you of something we talked about last week. Last week we talked about pursuing maturity, going on, and being made more like Christ. The sanctification process, we called it. This is a journey that every follower of Christ is on from this day until you die or until Jesus returns. So we want to become more and more like Jesus. And based on Matthew 20, this means we become more and more like a servant. More and more like a servant. See how it ties so closely into maturity. As we mature, it doesn't mean we become 
closer to ruling, it means we become closer to being a servant. So we want to actively be, be, each one of us as a part of the church, to be serving. And I don't, and so again, we're talking about moving forward. Not looking back, but moving forward. I think there's an expectation for every person that's in the body of Christ to be serving. I said expectation, I know. It's, again, I really wanted to go into this big, deep study of First uh, Corinthians 12, um, CG conversations. Um, but there's this expectation for every part of the body to be serving. And again, for the new people, I don't want to scare anyone, but the membership covenant that we talk to, the membership covenant is going all in on this together. The church with somebody else. Here's what it says. It says, by signing, you agree to give generously to the church and its members of spiritual gifts, possessions, money, wisdom, and labor in response to the life Christ has given you. Listen, that does not mean that we say, all right, let me see your bank statements, let me see your daily schedules, let me see all these things that you have, and we want X percent. That's not what we're talking about. But there is an expectation for us all just to be all in on this together, to be serving in some way. And that looks different for every single person. This person serving looks very different than another person. There's not one person that serves this way that's somehow better than somebody else who serves another way. But this is a joint effort together as a church, but also as individuals. But we want to be equipping everyone to say, this is how I am serving as a part of the church. This is how I am serving as as I model Christ, as I am a servant. This is how I am serving the local church. We want to be all in on that together. Again, we're going to get into details tonight. But as we've already said, like our vision, we talked about this on week one, our vision is that we would get to know our neighbors. We want to build relationships with our neighbors right here. So we're like, we need people to step up and say, I want to lead in that. I want to, I want to, be, I want to be talking about what that looks like. For, I want to be creating, maybe it's, hey, we're going to have a cookout and invite all the neighbors. I want to help serve in that way. I want to lead in that way. Maybe it's someone saying, I want to take ownership of that as we get to know our neighbors. I want to step out and do that. We can talk a bit more about that tonight. Even during Sunday, ser- Sunday services, there's ways to say, I want to step up and serve. Maybe it's, I want to help or keep that coffee place organized when 10 kids come in and demolish it. Maybe it's say, I want to learn how to run the sound system so Dale doesn't have to sit back there every week. Maybe it's, I want to serve in the kids' room. Maybe it's, I want to help serve or prepare lunch. We can talk about what these options look like, but it's like we, we want people to step up and say, I want to serve. Listen, there, there's more ways that we can flesh this out. There's more ways that we can talk about. But as the body of Christ, we are in this together. We want to lead everyone into being an active body, an active part of the body of Christ. Because I said this last week, we don't want to let people get into this routine of a church, coming to church on Sundays is what I do. I come in and I get comfortable. It's just what I do. No. The church was not meant to be a place to consume. It was a place to be fed, but a place to serve, to be an active part 
of the body of Christ. And again, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. We talked about, again, as the church, as a body. Every single part is important. Every single part of this, we want to be so involved. There's not one that's more important than the other. There's not one that's more important than the other. This came from a sermon I was listening to this week by someone else. If it really well. He said, listen, if you ever felt like your relationship with Jesus, that your religion, that what you are doing is stale, it's like, I don't know what's going on. It just doesn't feel right. It's, it's kind of boring. It's, it's not meant to be a spectator sport. It's meant to be in, serving, all in. Body of Christ, walking alongside one another, serving the church, serving outside the church. Because you weren't meant to be a spectator. But we want to each be able to say, this is how I am serving. Inside the church, outside the church, this is how I am serving. This is how I am modeling Christ in the way that I'm serving. I mentioned earlier, we saw in Matthew chapter 20, Jesus came to serve, and his, his service led him to die for the sins of man, to die to give us life. And now it is our lives that we get to serve. So number three, we want to reach by being known. This is one where I'm sure people are like, what does that mean? Fair question. What does that mean? Fair question. So, if you remember back with grow, I said, when I first started, when we first started talking, we want to grow in numbers. We want to be bigger. It was like, it feels kind of icky. It feels like, wait, we're not supposed to be about numbers. And we look through Acts and say, man, there was this expectation that God was going to grow the church, that God was adding to the church daily those who are being saved. God, over, like in one moment, it added 3,000 to the church. It's like, it might feel icky initially, but no, like that is scriptural. That is, there is a biblical basis to desire to grow, to see God do amazing things. That's kind of how initially it's like, wait, we shouldn't seek to be known. It's not about us, but it's the same thing because just as with grow, we don't want to grow for our own glory, our own agenda. We don't want to be known because it's us. We want to be known for the amazing works that God is doing. We want to be known for the amazing works that God is doing. Don't try to flip there, but I'm going to fly through a couple verses. Romans 1.8 First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. These are all Paul writing to the churches. Ephesians 1.15 For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Colossians 1.3-4 We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in, the Lord, in, the Christ, in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints. Philemon 1.5 Because I hear of your love and of the faith that you have towards the Lord Jesus and all the saints. Do you see all this? The re repetitive nature of this. Paul is saying, hey, I'm hearing about your faith. It's being proclaimed in all the world. Your faith. What Jesus is doing is a part of, and a part of you. 
I'm hearing about that. The way that you're loving one another, the way that you're loving the other saints, I'm hearing about that. It's being proclaimed to the whole world. Look at Romans 1.8 again. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. Their faith is leading Paul to praise God. He's hearing of their faith and he's saying, I'm thanking God for that. Their faith. So when we say be known, we don't say, we don't want to be known. Hey, look at our building. Hey, look at our post-service lunch. Hey, look at this. No. We say we want to be known. We want to be known for the amazing thing that God is doing here. Our love towards other people. We want that to be known. We want to be known as we, people like, man, the way that they're loving one another, the way that they're loving people and serving people looks a whole lot like Jesus. We want to be known. And again, I'm not, I'm not at all promoting that we walk around through these streets saying, hey, look at CRC. Hey, look at Christ Reconciled Church. That, that's, that's, I think there's a wrong way to do this. Absolutely a wrong way to do this. But we can parade around saying, look what God is doing. Look what God is doing here. Look what God is doing here. Again, there's practical ways. There's so many practical ways that this plays out. I mean, just think about it. If you think about it really practically, the one sign that we have for our church is on this window that most people miss as they drive 90 miles an hour down Market Street. Or going that way sometimes, actually. Scary. But... Um, signage. Like, people don't even know we're a church. People have driven by here so many times that I don't even know you were a church. Like, part of being known is just having a sign out front. People say, hey, that's a church. Maybe it's sandwich board signs that say, hey, there's lunch here on Sundays. Come on in. There's, there's practical things that we can do to say, hey, come be a part of us. Hey. Like, there's, we want to be known. We want to be known for what God is doing. Like, again, super practical things. I think I brought it with me. We used to have little things like this. It's like, hey, people didn't know we were a church. So, hey, look, this is our church. This is when we meet. Something as simple as that. We haven't had that for a while. The times are on here are wrong. There's all sorts of good stuff on here. But, like, practical things like that that we, like, hey, people don't even know who we are that we want to be known. Listen, some of these kind of things, please don't hear that these are primary things. But they're not unimportant things. Our primary focus as we go out into the neighborhoods, we go out making disciples, we're going out with the gospel. The gospel has the power to save. That is our primary focus. But the secondary is not unimportant. All this going together as we seek to reach out, as we seek to go to downtown, as we seek to go to Asheville, as we seek to go to Germany. Because if we take out, remember we said, if we take out any of those, we take out Grove, we take out Mature, if we take out Reach, if we take out any of those, we're, in, we're incomplete. Because if we, again, primary versus secondary. If we take out the gospel out of our reaching, then we might reach a whole lot of people with some, something that's false. 
If we're not centered on Scripture, if we're not centered on our biblical foundation, we can, we can reach as many people as we can, and it's worthless. It's worthless. But we reach out with the gospel at the forefront and all that we are doing with, with the trust that God is going to save people. God is going to be the one to do that. That is not us. But man, we sure want in on this. We sure want to see God do amazing things over and above anything that we could ever plan ourselves. Listen, let me go back and try to recap a little bit. We want to grow. We want to grow. We want to mature. And we want to reach. And we want this vision to be out in front of us as we seek to fulfill the mission that God has given us. And I'm confident that if we are really being disciple makers, if we are really being ambassadors for Christ and for his church, then we're going to grow because God is going to do something amazing. Something that's so beyond us, it's not us. It's going to be so clear that it's not us doing it. But God is going to add to his church. He's going to do it in a way that he alone is glorified. Then, all those new believers he's adding to the church, the mature believers he's drawing into the church, the people that have been here from the beginning, all together, we're going to pursue maturity together. As we, as we study scripture on that established biblical foundation, as we are being discipled and as we are discipling others, as we are leaning into the community that God has placed us in, together, being made more like Jesus, being refined by Scripture, being, being taught by the community around us, all those things going on to maturity. But then as we mature, we reach further and further and further. So we go out into the neighborhoods, into the city, into the state, into the country, into the world. We reach further and further as we grow and as we mature. As we serve, as we support, as we send. We reach further and further and further. But get this. As we reach out, we reach out at being disciple makers, being ambassadors. It comes full circle. It's not, it's not something where we're reaching, then we're going to do maturity, then we're going to work on reach. No, no, like these are all three together. All three together. It's all happening at one time. We grow, we mature, we reach. And as we reach, we are disciple makers and ambassadors, and we grow, mature, and reach. This is not something that we say, all right, we're going to move on, and within a year we're going to accomplish this, and we're going to move on to something different. This is not something that we, quote, accomplish. This is something that we press on towards. This is something that we pursue and expect God to do something really big. So here's, the, here's what I want to close with. There, there's been a lot of talk over the last couple Sunday mornings. There's been a lot of talk probably going on in CGs. Uh, a lot of talk that's probably going to go on tonight. And if I can encourage you with one last thing, let's lean in to, let's go all in 
go all in on this together. And as the community that God has put us in, let's go all in on this together. Let's expect that God is going to do something bigger than we could ever fathom, bigger than we could ever plan. But let's talk about this, go after this with excitement, not with worry. Let's go out this, like, pursue this and not worry about what we've forgotten. There's a ton to talk about. There's a ton that we're going to continue to talk about and flesh this out. But here's the thing. As we do this, we are following a God whose plans are not thwarted. His plans are not going to be messed up. We serve a God whose purposes are not thwarted, that he will accomplish what he wants to accomplish. And that's the God that we get to, he's adopted us into his family. He's added us, he's brought us in. He's made us a part. So as we do this, we can pray big. (laughs) Ask God to do big things and hold the results in open hands because he alone can do it. He alone will do it. So as we respond, as we respond, it's really praying about what God is going to do, how he's been working on our own hearts, how we can just go all in on this together. I'm going to encourage you to pray big. Don't don't pray small. Pray big. We serve a really, really big God. But pray that he would grow us for the glory of his name, that he would mature us for the glory of his name. And that he would reach through us for the glory of his name. Pray that he would send out workers into his harvest field. That that would be us. That would be others. But Jesus said, pray for workers to be sent out. So I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to pray. God has brought us into his family. He has given us life when we had none. And let's use the life that he has given us and give it all to him.